today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Of course, you heard of the story of the CF-18 fighter jet crash uh, that uh, it, it went down at CFB Cold Lake, uh, causing one death. We are now finding out that uh, the pilot is, in fact, from Hamilton. And what we'll play for you now is a, uh, a comment from Colonel Paul Doyle at Four, at Four Wing, Cold Lake, Alberta. Yesterday, we lost uh, one of our own, uh, Captain Thomas McQueen, originally from Hamilton, Ontario and a CF-18 Hornet pilot with the Royal Canadian Air Force who had served his country with distinction for 10 years. So there you have it. Uh, Captain Thomas McQueen from Hamilton was engaged to be married to a woman who lives in the Cold Lake area. And at that point, uh, that's pretty much all the information we have. Uh, just out of sheer coincidence, also a plane carrying uh, Brazil's soccer team crashed in Colombia, killing 75. Uh, six people did survive. Three are from the team. To talk about all of this, Robert J. Coconis is with us, President and Managed Director of AirTrav, Inc., a aviation advisory firm, and he is with us now. Hello, Robert. How are you today? I'm very good. Uh, first of all, uh, your comments on uh, the CF-18 uh, crash. Lots don't realize how dangerous this game is, even when you know they're heading out for uh, training and test flights and this sort of thing. Can you elaborate on that a bit? I mean, th- this has always happened. Whenever you're, uh, you are uh, training with a high-performance uh, fighter jet, uh, this even happened. We had a number of crashes, for example, with our Snowbird uh, aircraft, arguably even older than the F-18s, but, or the CF-18s. These aircraft are, are exceptionally well-maintained by the forces, but the reality is when you are conducting training exercises, for example, to give a metric for you, the CF-18 can fly over the speed of sound at a low altitude, which means it could be covering up to 400 meters every second. So the margin of error is extremely low. Now, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves as well, even as the forces uh, spokesperson has said. Typically in these incidents, there can be one of a number of, of causal factors. Was it maintenance? Was it uh, a failure of a part? Was there, was there an issue with visibility? Was it pilot error? Uh, was it a cascading series of incidents or, or items that led to the specific? And we, we just don't know until we get into the nitty-gritty of the investigation. How difficult will those questions be to answer once the investigation does start? Are those relatively easy to solve or not? It depends, again, upon the extent of the, uh, the damage to the aircraft. Of course, there's a black box on board the, uh, on board the aircraft. They're going to try to recover that, uh, looking at the data and telemetry to figure out what exactly uh, happened. Of course, no pilot wants to hear that it's... Uh, uh, pilot error, which again is is a, it, which I understand in a lot of instances, uh, media, all of us tend to jump to conclusion. Well, you know, what did he or she do wrong? But again, in many cases, it's it's something else. But uh, again, to get to the bottom of this, it's it's important. So, again, I think just taking time to go through all the evidence on the ground uh, uh, from uh, the flight systems uh, will be needed. Uh, you talked about how, uh, obviously, the sophistication of these these types of aircraft and the maintenance schedules that they do go through. Um, would age be a factor, age of craft in any of this at this point, for as far as these planes are concerned? Well, again, I mean, any aircraft, as it gets older, could potentially suffer from uh, fatigue uh, uh, cracks. But again, all of these aircraft that the, Ford, the Canadian Forces fly undergo very rigorous inspections, and there's different types of inspections at different, uh, at different stages, different number of hours in the air, 
for the for the aircraft for the engines and 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 there are some we call them heavy checks where an aircraft will be stripped down and they will look and at the metal and looking for you know signs of potential uh, fatigue stresses. So again, I've got uh, 100% confidence in the maintenance capabilities of the forces. Um, but again, I'm not to say I'm, I'm pointing a finger one direction or the other. But it'll just have to let the investigation uh, take its course. Is it possible to eject from these aircraft safely? Uh, it is, but again, it depends uh, where you are mm-hmm. uh, during the uh, during the issue. So for example, we've had. You know, a couple of uh, air show incidents where the pi- a pilot could have ejected and didn't. Perhaps they were they were coming out of a of a of a of a loop, and perhaps they misjudged or a little bit too close to the ground, and they either couldn't eject or they did eject, uh, but uh, you know maybe the the chute failed or they ejected too close to the ground, not giving the parachute enough time to open up. So it really does depend. But the CF-18 does have for sure a uh, a ejection uh, system. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.